Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. This is the Jesus Washes Your Feet episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one your host, Tom Harkness, joining me each week on Stephen Wojtowicz. My feet always got that stank. This is Bill Fugere. Nick Larita, uh, I wasn't allowed to be in any of the commercials. Um, Tom Brady was in like 17. What the hell, man? Come on. Throw us a little money. Je- share the love, Jesus man. was a close second. Jesus was in 15 of the commercials. It was unbelievable. The, the whole feet thing, I could totally get on board with that commercial. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was probably any, my favorite who, commercial Anybody who doesn't tonight. know Tom, uh, Tom is uh, your resident foot fetish Tom was rock hard throughout that commercial. (laughs) Who needs blue chew? Just give me that commercial. Tom absolutely had to excuse himself after that commercial. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, in my opinion, the best commercial of the evening. But there was a lot of (laughs) Jesus commercials. My God, why? Where does he get the funding for this? Well, they don't pay taxes, so you know. Wait, they? Well, it's him. He he he's paying for the commercials. I, I don't think Jesus is up there writing fucking checks, dude. It's you know. How, how do you know? You try writing sure we a check know. with with your hand all fucked up like that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> the pen would go right through. He's, his hand. he's yeah. got a hole in it. It's not that big of a deal. You, I can still hold a pen even if I had a hole in my hand. You think that's how he holds it? He just puts the pen through the hole and he just writes like and just, um. No, he he holds it like a normal. Well, he's not no, normal. He's not normal. He probably no, doesn't even need a pen. He's unknown. fucking. He doesn't even need a pen. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. But I just don't know where he gets the money for the the super bots. I mean, there's like what a couple million dollars for his. 30 second spot. Where's he Dude, getting the money for all this? He's a good fucking carpenter. Millions. I mean, was he building? Altars? Did he whittle it out of one piece of wood? Yeah, just be careful. There's a lot of lacquer on that one. But there there was uh well, there was the soup um on Sunday. Oh wait. Anybody no, want any money? Oh, you know what I just realized? You missed you you missed what, watching. The super- <laughs> no, I'm gonna have the to super do Bowl a lot so of good. censoring. That was a really <laughs> Overtime. This is the one amazing. Day of year. I hate this episode. No, <laughs> I, it's not hate... possible. Oh, I always hate this episode. Uh, it's the best one. We talked about this. So, was this the closest a jet has been to the Joe Namath? I mean, closest in the, the, the guy who caught the touchdown for the Chiefs, right? There wasn't he. Oh, then he started. Yes. Then he start with the oh. season with the Jets. He was a jet to yeah. start the season. Yes. Yep. Formerly, Tony has more fucking rings than everybody on the Jets and the Giants does combined. He, does he end up getting one, or do they just go, you know? No, of course. It's better, he, it's, it's better if we don't give you one because we want no, to follow he, the. He got one last year. Obviously, he played at least played in the game last year, right? Uh, but uh, he gets one. He played for the entire season this year. Didn't he play in a playoff game too? I no, I, I honestly don't remember. I think they thought the whole phrase started the first game of the playoffs. Oh really? Like yeah, they started. I, he was injured. I would imagine he he got one. I would imagine he wasn't injured the last few weeks. <laughs> they didn't play him because he's terrible. And I was gonna make the joke that they shouldn't give him one because he's terrible. 
But because he's going to drop it, is he going to drop the <laughs> ring? Is that why you don't want to give it to us? <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, at that I, point, listen, would you want it if you were him? I mean, fuck yeah. Why? Dude, With the entire season, they sat him. Yeah, I want a ring. They sat him because he was horrible. He just is not a good player, and he's got a lot of talent, but it doesn't make up for all the dumb plays he's made. He literally destroyed one of the the craziest plays I've ever seen in the game, and cost Offside. the Kings, oh by just not being paying attention. And you know, whatever. Anyway, long story short, doesn't matter. They want to. He probably should get it anyway. He's not going to make a lot more money in the NFL, so he may as well take the ring and hock it. You know, get whatever that's it's worth on the open market. <laughs> It'll be on a future episode of Pawn Stars. That's great. I thought overall the game was great. Uh, I I enjoyed the game thoroughly. It people could say it got a little boring, but it was the, I think a defensive struggle yeah. a little bit for the majority of the game, and I thought it was great. I I, I didn't the mind the was... overtime rules either. No, it's way better this way. Yeah, it people were no, pissed it makes about no the fucking overtime. I was all right with it. What 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 would they want? It ended huh? any in the same way that any playoff any overtime game would have ended before because they already had changed the rule previously that you know if you don't score a touchdown, you're gonna get the ball back anyway on the first score. Well, they changed the rule like three years ago or something like that. Didn't yeah. they say or or two years ago? Yeah. It was like twenty eight games. Since the rules been changed, and this is the first one yeah. that went to. Uh, but how would they like change the rule to what? What would you have? Pref- what would they have preferred? People who didn't like yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't what, know. What, what else can you sense. do? I mean, both teams get a shot. What? What? What are you going to just play another four quarters? I mean, what the fuck you want? I think it's all the people that are like, oh, I wanted San Francisco to win with a field goal and make it sudden <laughs> death, which was never the rule anyway, because not for ever, right? So. It didn't matter. The only thing that was confusing to me was that they have a clock on your time. <laughs> and so when Kansas City is going down the field, I'm like, are they going to fucking lose a because they run out the clock because they don't know? Like, I didn't know what was no, going on I, in that part. I'm but sure it would just, it would flip sides, just the flip half. sides. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's the first they half of the brought, time. They would have brought the Zambone. Only out, yeah. they would have, yeah. they would have yeah. the ice, yeah. but they didn't explain that part of it. Yeah, or I didn't, the I didn't ice. That. Been done. T-shirt cannons, maybe. So I was completely getting, I was getting very concerned. You know, it was like they're just walking around under a minute left, and it was like nonchalant, you know. But I, I'm surprised I they didn't good. go. I, yeah, I, I'm surprised they didn't go seven on seven in overtime. I would have preferred <laughs> that. No, Nick, that was a joke. Nick, it was a joke. That was a heck of a. I will say. It, a heck of a. I re- this is this is something coming from Bill to say it was a heck of a a heck of a football game. Period. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It was a heck. Yes, it was a very enjoyable big game. One of the best in quite some time. Anybody win uh, in their box pools? Anybody win? <laughs> no. I won. So we do prop bets here. We do with our our family. We just do prop bets. It's a prop bet sheet. You know, you get like twenty questions or something, and they're all yes no or. Um, I ended up winning this year, which I never win. So I won the money that I was putting up to the family anyway. So <laughs> I didn't lose money, <laughs> which is great. That's excellent. Lauren, Lauren won uh, halftime and the third quarter. Who put uh, that? In, who was putting in, that pool, pool on? Like was on that Nick through was, school? Definitely. 
Huh? Oh, Lor- uh, Lawrence Tom. or Knicks? No, Lawrence. Oh, uh, so actually a couple of her friends just posted on Facebook that they had boxes available for their pools and she just signed up for one $20 box and bam, she hit it. Bam. I was nowhere near close on any of my boxes for the pool this year. I haven't won a box pool. It has to be at least a decade, at least. So if you see my name on a box pool, don't come anywhere near me. Because if you can do the four, now, even the four corners, I wasn't even near anybody who won. It was in fucking no man's land. Mm, But congratulations to all the Taylor Swifties out there who got their championships. Oh, my God. Good for them. That's how you grow the game. You fix the game so Taylor Swift's team wins. Most watched game in history. 135 million or something. Was it really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the, everybody watches the Super every year. How can it, how could there be more people watching? Because not Cause everybody doing a lot watches of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, Blue Chew is very popular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so wait, well, so we got it. What was your what was your favorite commercial? Everybody knows what mine was. Mm-hmm. What was your yeah, favorite so we're, commercials? We're, we've already discussed that. Yes. Yeah, over oh, the one that was the one about the feet. Yes, the Jesus everybody one. was touching and watching each other's feet. The Jesus. Oh, one. It was a magic. It was a magical commercial. I applaud you, Jesus, for fronting the two million dollars for that spot. Um, Bill, what, what was your what, what Bill? What was yours? Very light, man. Bud Light, they just get gayer and gayer. They want, you know, now, now they want you to have Manning as your best friend. It, it, it's, they're just going off the off the gay edge. I love it. Is it gay? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably not going to edit that out because I got to edit all this <laughs> stuff out. So. Well, you just said <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> See that? I'm so frazzled. I'm so frazzled. Actually, I just yeah. I couldn't really even remember. I only remember the the Bud Light commercial and the Duncan commercial. And, uh, I mean, God damn the Duncan commercial! Uh, Hilarious, right? It was good. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hilarious. Jesus. Nick, what what was your favorite commercial? I guess the Christopher Walken, the BMW one, was probably my favorite. I just like Christopher Walken, but honestly, all these commercials were just so over the top. It's so. I don't know. I didn't enjoy them. I really didn't enjoy them this year. I felt like they just don't make any sense. A lot of them, they're just trying to throw a million celebrities in. It's just stupid. I don't know. I didn't like it. I would be that guy. They sucked. They did. I agree. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the, the, the Hellman's commercial. I just thought that was funny with the cat, and the cat said mayo, and then like got famous. Did I miss that one? I don't know. Did you? Come on, Pete. It was the, uh, the cat I, was dating Pete Davidson. I do remember this one. Oh, uh, uh, it had what's her name in it. Kristen I'm, Wiig. I'm not a, not no, Kristen the Wiig, uh, the, other, the other one. Yeah, no. I'm not a big fan of hers. Who's the other one? I don't know. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that the the chick that was in Ghostbusters, the all chick version of Ghostbusters. I forgot her name, but I, I wasn't very impressed. Kate McKinnon. That's oh. the one. Yeah, that's the one. You you didn't you didn't like the Michael Sarah one? The Sarah V uh, no. the skin thing. That was good. I, I like that one. That was for that one was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. And then I'm going right. with the the Dove commercial because I think all girls should be able to play be able to play sports. Right. 
And the one I hated the most was the Verizon commercial because Verizon doesn't work in my house. How can they pretend that Beyonce can't break the internet? Can you hear me now? It's broken was, in my house. Can you hear me now? One of the most cringeworthy, probably most cringeworthy one of the whole, of a lot of cringy commercials. That's how I put it. But that one, the Duncan one, they're like the two worst ones to me. They're just they're terrible <clears throat> to me. The Duncan was the worst one for you? Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> so how about this? Uh, today, online, the Dunking tracksuits went on sale for $60 oh, a piece and sold out in minutes. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? Who in the right mind would wear them? I have. I, I would assume just people getting ready for Halloween, uh, you know, in, in eight, in nine months. Influencers. So uh, when everyone, TikTok, those when everyone looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, that was a thing back in February that right. nobody gives a shit about now. And, and lest oh. we forget the, the State Farm commercial with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a good one. Anytime you it. can have a twins reunion is a good is a good time. It's always, always oh. solid. Okay, sure, but it, it was a little bit too much drilling that fucking joke into the his he pronounces things A instead of E R. Okay, two fucking minutes of him just fucking making words like that until they pull in Danny DeVito at the end. Okay. That was great. Uh, they right. could, they could, they could get to the fucking. They could cut to the chase a little quicker. Uh, there That's is the zero difference thing. if oh. if you replaced Arnold's uh, Mike Francesa and Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> he would say the exact same way. Anybody with that New York accent. And and what what Usher Usher halftime show that was great. He came out in little quad skates, started skating around, almost busted his ass. Nothing. This is where Steve plays crickets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ludacris showed up. That was who's that? Something that was the best. I everyone in uh, was that with the guy with the big fro? Yes, that's Ludacris. Oh, that was him. I got gotcha. you. Haven't seen. Uh, you uh, haven't seen Fast and Furious one through fourteen. Not one second of them. Really? None of them? Not, not was... one second of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Really? Don't for watch. What? Don't watch for what? Those. For what? The first what one am I going to watch it for? The first one wasn't bad. First, Vin Diesel is the worst actor in the three. history of first acting. The best. Okay? The, the best thing that Vin Diesel has ever acted in <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what his lines are in Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm Groot. That's it. That's his lines in Guardians of the Galaxy. All of them. Yeah, but no, not a fan in, of Vin um, Diesel. Good story. Pitch black, uh, pitch black, pitch black. The, just no, the first yeah. one, that was good. Terrible. Just, the other ones are just wow. shit. He's god awful in everything. That's well, not he a fan plays of Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. He plays Vin Diesel in every movie. It's his only. He can't act. That's no, it. He not every off. movie. He doesn't play Vin Diesel in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's he was he excellent doesn't... in okay. the Chronicles of Riddick. He only says, I am Groot. That's not acting. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. That's my point. That's my point. It's the best job he's ever done. Again, though, he plays himself in everything, no matter what. Anyway, move on. Alicia Alicia Keys, though, 
she used to be a really, really good singer, and she just did not sound very good um, when when she came on. She was like the one of the first people to perform with Usher. She was she sounded awful, and she got thick. She used to be a skinny little thing, and now she's now she's got. You got some. Mommy, got some this is. She got some curves. Racist. Some curves. I feel like this is. The, How we're is that being racist? This is the it's, we're going to get canceled episode. <laughs> it's the Jesus watches your feet episode. G- first Jesus, <laughs> we got this one talking about Budweiser and the direction they're going with their marketing. We got this one talking about you know fat shaming people. This is the we're getting, and we're we're all you're all saying that the SB. So- I'm not. I'm not bad. I'm just saying she got thick. That's it. Last last week we talked about the the hoochie mama and the I even forgot her name already. Trace, uh, Trey, whatever her name was, the chick in the NHL All Star game. What was her name? Tate McRae. Yeah, that's the one. See how hot she was. Oh yeah. She's gonna get thick eventually. I'm sure. They all do. Okay. Next. But it was a great. And I hope in years to come, all the other super uh, was it was it the best super? Uh, I don't know if it's the best super. Now, but what, it, but, you what, know, was, what was your what was your best? I know what I, mine is. It's hands down. It's not even close. I hate to say it. I think I think it's probably the same as yours. The jump when the Giants beat the Patriots and the, yeah, when the crazy. Patriots were undefeated. So hard to beat that one. That, that was great. That was great. I I still think twenty five was better. Oh, Finkel, poor Finkel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so since I <laughs> since I despise the Giants, I'm not picking a Giants game. Um, I'm going to go with the one, like the Seahawks one, where the guy was about to score at the end of the game. Oh, uh, against the tapped. Patriots. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I can't go with the Patriots one. win though. But yeah, in terms hard. of game, it's, it's tough. not yeah. not the not the two play the two teams, but in terms of the game itself, if it was just two other teams, it was the best game. Well, how about the one where like it was like the what was it the Rams? Shut and the up, Titans? Bill! I already made my fucking choice. The Rams and the Titans were like they like yeah. I forget like the Titans like were stopping at like the one yard line. One yard line. Yeah. The game. That was the other good one. That was a great super. Fucking ears clogged. The tackle. The tackle. I think that all all the super that we just discussed are 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 great in their own Phenomenal right. Super. Phenomenal Super Bowl. And this one will be in the conversation of greatest super. It was a great super. It is great. Fantastic. Super. When's the trade deadline? <laughs> March the 8th. NHL? Okay, cool. Anybody, you, anybody you're looking enough. at uh, your team acquiring? Uh, no, but I do want to talk about what everybody's been talking about since it happened, and that is the um, the hit in Ottawa between um, uh, Riley and what's that? What was that guy's name on Ottawa? That the fucking victim. nobody. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Right, right. Call him the victim. Victim? He's the victim. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the technical definition of the term, yes, he is the victim. But he started it. No, he didn't. You know what? Yeah, he's he don't, committed don't the let crime. him fucking score. Don't let hey, him score. What does it matter crime. how he scores? What does it matter? I don't think he's the victim. What I don't think it matter he's the how he scores. What if he backhanded it? Is that is that against the unwritten rules of hockey? If he backhanded it, I don't think yeah. so. What? Well, so what does it make a difference whether he he just slides the puck in, he backhands the puck in, or he takes a slap shot just to be a little goof? Because he scored a goal. Suck it up and fucking move on. 
But the way he scored the goal by taking a slap shot, he was kind of showboating and, and yeah. kind of rubbing their noses in it a little bit. And you know what? You're not going to do that. It's it's like punching somebody on your team and you sticking up for your fucking teammate. This is you sticking up for the crest that's on your fucking shirt. What about yeah, any time somebody goes a little over the top with their goal celebration when there's a goalie in net? Case in point, Artem Anisimov did it against Columbus. He did like the fucking gun in the air thing. Yeah. And he got fucking tattooed. Should he it have? Started, it started a brawl. Started a brawl. But should he have? It's showing up your opponent. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. 100%. You don't like I, it? Don't I, don't understand. I don't understand why, it, you know, when Solani did it, is it because it was an overtime goal when, when he did it back in whatever year that was? Or, no, he was on the Jets. They didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, he was still on the Winnipeg, yeah. He threw yeah, his he glove up in the air and, and shot the glove, yeah. Yeah, is that when he broke the? But why didn't why didn't anybody take exception to that? It doesn't because happen it's not a big fucking deal. Ah, it is. You're nice. you're sticking up for your team. You're sticking up for the team. It's an emotional game, and and if you and if and if your emotion says that pissed me off and I want to go fucking step up and fight somebody, then I then I have no problem with that. My my problem with that particular play was the way he kind of manifested it by going at a guy who wasn't even defending himself and went right to the head like you know step up to the guy and if he's not interested you know you in in, in fighting you, you can't you, you can't you can't do what he did i mean so i, I think the a long suspension was warranted there but but yeah i can see a, you getting a, emotional a long suspension off. bill what's what's a long suspension bill uh, well apparently according to the nhl five games is a long suspension these days <laughs> I, I think it deserved more than that and, and you guys don't think this is at all the same thing as what fucking Dale Hunter did to Pierre Turgeon? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, I think it's it's a different level of things. Here the concept because... of the whole thing is the fucking exact same. It's it doesn't matter if it was a goaltender so, or not. So the, the, the concept being the same thing, yeah, then if you want to judge it by the concept. But the the actual action of, you know, Turgeon not even looking in Hunter's direction. Like it was completely from behind. Yeah. And that's, that's all the difference that you need. And it was, it was a normal goal. He scored it and the, the game is basically over and he just takes a shot at, at Turgeon. And, you know, if you don't see a hit coming, that's where usually when you can get the most hurt, you're not prepared for it. And that's what happens with, with that, that play. And then um, this one, you know, he, uh, the yell, Riley yells at, at Greg. He's like, you know, they're talking to him, and then he hits him. Now, should he cross him in the face? Probably not, obviously. But it, it's a much – he's prepared for the hit. He can he's, he sees the guy coming. He's bracing for it. You know, it's more of an intent thing at that point, and obviously it's sending a message, right? We're sending a message, you don't do not do that, Rook. Rye you know? baby sour grapes is what it is. I disagree at sour grapes. Sour grapes. Yeah. I don't know about that. Listen, I, I had we had stuff like that happen when I played hockey in some of those like playing like kids, which when I say this, and I was like late twenties playing eighteen year olds, and then they were destroying us. You know, I basically just would hook people down like and while playing defense and just be like, "You're not scoring anymore. You're up four or five goals. I don't care if it gets a penalty. I'm just gonna stop letting you score goals because you're gonna stick a handle around me and make it look all make us look bad." You know, taking shots and trying to like yell close and put between the legs and shit. And I'm like, all right, I'm taking you down. Like, don't. And I would yell at the guys, and they'd be like, well, I don't understand. And be like, 
it's part of the game. I didn't say it as articulate as that, obviously. It was more like, you're a fucking dick, you know. Um, but that's the shit that pissed me off always was not having awareness that, like, hey, the game's over. You don't need to, like, rub it in the in the face of somebody on the other team. If they know the game's over, you're just playing it out. You can't just end the game. There's no mercy rule. Yeah. And in that case, like, all you got to do is tip it in. No one's going to take a shot, like, slap shot like that. If he doesn't realize that he's was sending a message to their team, he is tone deaf, right? He's got to have to realize react. what you're doing. He's yeah, got to expect but, a reaction if he's gonna if he's gonna do a yeah. douchey thing like that. Yeah, and in a few years, he'll probably you know maybe less than that. He'll figure he'll understand. And he'll be like, you know what? I was definitely wrong in that scenario. I should not have done that because he'll be around in the league long enough that he'll be the on the opposite side. It's just how you mature. You know, you start to notice things around you and how people do things, and it's gonna embarrass him when. Someone does that shit in the game, and he's probably going to be the opposite side and and try to nail the person or you know get in their face and be like, "Ah, eh, some irony there for you." But it'll happen. Watch. The Morgan Riley gets five games uh, suspension. Yes. I think it was like one hundred ninety-two thousand dollars in salary that he loses. But the worst thing about this is the next Maple Leaf Senator game is not until next season. That was the last uh, game of the season between the two teams. Good job. I mean, they, they couldn't figure that out. They couldn't plan that out, obviously. But no, no, I'm. I was just saying. I, I, I intentionally yeah. went on the leaf schedule to see if they were playing again because I would have definitely circled on my calendar yeah. to watch that game because there would have been a right. brawl throughout the entire game. Boost. It'll be a yeah, no doubt. for sure. You never know. I mean, the Senators are only 16 points out of the playoffs, right? Listen, the Senators <laughs> yeah. are are a bus on the road to summer already. Okay, and it's not even Valentine's Day, so yay, yay, good for you. All right, uh, let's take a ride in the metro. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip, and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone or preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And Bill, we'll start with the Penguins. Uh, sure. Yeah, and it's short. Uh, a couple games, a couple losses uh, to uh, Minnesota and, uh, and and their old friend Marc-Andre Fleury. Um uh, uh, that game, they actually, you know, they actually got kind of screwed in that game. Uh, it, it could have been like a, a, a shitty call, uh, scenario. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, the Penguins, uh, the, the go ahead goal, um, went off the net before it went into the net, went off the netting, uh, outside of play and, and play should have been stopped. Um, uh, and in addition to that, when the, the Penguins had, a uh, a power play opportunity. I forget if it was in the first or second period. 
the horn at Minnesota's arena went off twice to stop play in the middle of the Penguins power play. And they, and, and it, it's, uh, nobody could come up with an explanation for it. Uh, but you know, it just, the Penguins, you know, at one of those, at one of those junctures uh, had offensive zone uh, attack time uh, interrupted when that happened. The other time they were retrieving the puck and they rode in, but uh, it's just a lot of weird shit happened in that game. And uh, I, I'm not blaming the refs for that. They, they were listless and they, and they were listless last week and they can't really afford obviously to have a, a two game stretch where they come up with zero points. They're like, uh, they're like seven points out of it now uh, out of, out of the last playoff spot. Um, the writing's very clearly on the wall with them. And, uh, and, 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 I think it's very realistic that they're, they're going to start, you know, uh, looking at people who are shopping for, for Gensel and, and for other guys. And uh, there would be no reason for them to to say, no, we're going to hold on to our guys and try to make a push. The, the notion that they can get back into this playoff race would, would mean that they would need to have like a, a like a nine out of 10 run, you know, like where they would nine out of 10 or like 17 out of 20 or, or something ridiculous to not only make up those points, but to climb past, you know, the the five teams that are in between them in the playoffs, it's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just time to to start shopping for draft picks and, and prospects. That's it for the Penguins. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Islanders. Well, this is honestly this is probably the least amount of times I'll talk or least amount of time I'll talk on the Niles in a, in a week. Um, this is really a short kind of week for us, two games. And then they're playing right now against Seattle. Um, it's high one, one, the third. Uh, but, uh, you know, Isles went one and one this past week, uh, winning six, two against the lightning, a really kind of complete game. Um, I looked excellent in the, in the full game. Uh, Barzi and Pulak, or Pulak, Horvat had a goal and assist each. You know, we got goal. It, it was really not a. It was it was not that close. I mean, you know, it was it got three two in the second, but uh, all the goal scoring happened in the second. Isles poured on three more goals. Just played an excellent game all around. Kind of always nice to see them beat the Lightning, just because of the years we've lost to them in the conference finals. Um, Moving on to the game on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday at home, uh, the second game of the three-game uh, home street home stretch. Uh, Isles lost five-two to Calgary in a game they really should have beaten them. Calgary's not really going to be in the playoffs. They're not really doing. They're selling already. They had a big, you know, uh, you know, trade for with uh, Lindholm. If I remember correctly, it's Lindholm, right? Lindholm. They trade Lindholm. Yep. Oh, Monahan. Well, they traded Monahan. Oh no, Monahan was on Montreal. Montreal was he was Monahan was on Calgary before though. Am I crazy? Yes. Yeah, no, and I, then yeah, and he then was. That's why I got they, confused. They, okay. Pay, okay. they paid yeah, Montreal yeah. a first round pick they to take Monahan, and right. then they traded him for a first round for pick. First so. round pick. What a fucking move that was. Fuck but off, Montreal. Anyway, uh, Calgary. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can never say that about Montreal. Ever. You guys <laughs> fucking fleece them. Listen, so you can listen. never say something like that. When you fleece anybody, they, they took uh, what they thought was going to be their you savior, Scott Gomez. And we them. got a good young player out of it, Ryan McDonough. Pretty okay. Uh, it's okay, Trey. Don't stand for that shit. 
Anyway, I was out of this game quickly. It was down. They were down three nothing. Uh, going to third. Uh, just never really got back to it. What was interesting in this game was um, I think Wap pulled the the goalie um, with like five minutes in the, left in the game. Uh, we we're down three one, and he I think I don't remember exactly the time, but it was like maybe fourteen minutes into the game. Four, I think I'm like six minutes left in the game. I think it was around that amount of time. Around there, uh, Calgary scored a goal, and uh, we didn't put a goalie back in. And basically, we got it, it was like six minutes of like empty net. Um, Let's try it again. So, so Pajo scored a goal to make it four two with like two and a half minutes left, and then Weger got his third, uh, got the hat trick. Um, defense or Weger's a defenseman, if I remember correctly. And I don't say it completely like dumb dumb. Yes, he yeah, is. He's he is. Yeah. Yep. So. Great, great timing to see that happen. Um, you know, he gets his first career hat trick, which you know, six minutes, <laughs> got him out there as much as he could to, to get that hat trick. He got it finally. Uh, anyway, this game was not a not a great game. The Isles uh, they outshot Calgary. They should have played better, but man, it just did. They did. The results didn't weren't there. Um, but the overall package of the teams, they've been playing better under Wa. Um, for sure, he's holding them accountable. Definitely on their case, and that's already been kind of the thing. Like they had a real hard practice, like right after, you know. And he's was been really uh, after this game, Calgary, and really trying to make sure that they're going to stay sharp. Uh, which we'll see how it goes. You know, these, these kind of coaches, uh, when they're harder on players, you know, sometimes they can lose the lose the locker room a little bit. Uh, or time with that kind of message and just like con- consistently making them work really, really hard in practices all the time um, if things aren't going well. So we'll see how it kind of goes. Uh, again, I admit, like I mentioned, this game is 1-1, a uh, real close game. But Seattle's just like the Isles and similar point-wise and in in, in spot in the season. So this is a game they have to win, especially at home, and uh, hope they can make that happen. But uh, Sezikis uh, back in the lineup. Uh, everyone's kind of healthy, I think. Now, I don't think anybody was out. Uh, Romanov was game time decision. Um, I think, yeah, he's in tonight. Pretty sure he's in tonight. Didn't see him, uh, but yeah, he's in. So, anyway, folks are short. Everyone's, uh, you know, back to normal, healthy. So, we'll like this, be nice to see if we can keep this kind of everyone, everyone upright for the next few weeks. You know, we just, Al's have been kind of snake bit quite a bit this year with uh defenseman being out and it'd be nice to see a stretch where everyone's healthy. So uh, this week, uh, obviously this is a, we have tonight's game and then four days off until the game on Sunday, which is against the Rangers outdoors. And we'll see how that goes. Steven devils. Bit of an uh, up and down week, more up than down this week. Uh, a huge five to three victory versus Colorado last week. Uh, Heisher and Hughes, Luke Hughes, totally shut down Nate McKinnon, which was really great to see. Yet another come from behind win, giving up the first goal. Uh, they were up 3 1 going into the third and allowed Colorado to come back to tie it. Uh, thanks to a Marino goal late in the game, they, they went ahead and then scored an empty netter to win 5 3. They followed that up with a bit of a clunker uh, versus Calgary. Uh, just a poor effort all around. Vanacek totally outplayed by Markstrom in that game. 
Uh, power play issues continue to uh, rear their ugly head. Oh, and oh for two in the game, two for 34 since Jack Hughes went down on January 3rd. Uh, but one one thing that everyone noticed was Holtz playing on the first line in this one, uh, possibly as a as a showcase, as a way to showcase him as he might be a valuable uh, commodity when the trade deadline comes. Um, they followed that game up with a one nothing overtime loss to Carolina. Both goaltenders were stellar in this game. Again, Devils 0 for 4. Aho with the winner in overtime, and he even had to knock it in out of midair. So, I mean, it was a just a very tightly contested game all around. And uh, they followed that up finally last night with a 3-1 victory against Seattle. Uh, another 60-minute effort, very solid defense. If you combine the Carolina game and the Seattle game, it was like 120 minutes plus a very good uh, defensive coverage, only two goals allowed. Power play finally scored a goal the first time since January 17th. Um, and Jack, Jack's, Jack's got a trademark goal, I guess, huh? Coming down, you know, coming down the boards, get to the goal line and bank it in off the goalie's head. That's apparently the fourth time he's done that in his short career. So it's not like it's a fluke. It's something he's planning on doing. So I'm sure goalies are going to be a little bit uh, ready, more ready for that in the future. Dawes was very solid in net. In terms of some roster news, uh, they get a little bit healthier with the return of Jack and Tomash Nosek uh, and Brendan Smith tonight. Unfortunately, Brendan Smith's return means Santeri Hadika gets sent down as he's the only waiver-eligible defenseman, but he was playing really good. He's exactly the player that this team needs, just a very solid defensive defenseman. So I definitely no, that's great. He'll be he'll be good in Utica then. I look forward to his career with the Devils once there's room for him to play. Um it leaves only Hamilton, Jonas Siegenthaler, and Nolan Foote on the injured list. No timetables for any of those. Um, but really uh some of the big news that came out this week was the Markstrom uh the the Markstrom trade that didn't happen. Apparently he agreed to waive his no trade clause. He's got a full no trade clause and he agreed to waive it to come to New Jersey. And apparently they had compensation in terms of draft and in terms of players and picks agreed. It was all held up because Calgary didn't want to retain any salary uh, that New Jersey was asking him to retain. And I just, I don't understand that at all. It's we got the room this year with Hamilton on, on long-term injured reserve. You have the room next year too. You can make the room, and, and he's under contract for two more years. Yeah, and between six, at six million dollars, and between Schmid or Dawes, whichever you pick to be the backup, what are you going to be spending in the goalie position? Eight million dollars total. I mean, it's exactly what the team needs at this point. It's exactly what they they need. Vitek Vanacek ranks 89th out of 91 goalies that have played in the NHL this year, and yet he still has a 17-9-2 record. I can't imagine what this team's record would be if they had a goalies that played even NHL average. So we'll see if, if that happens or if uh, they go with an Elvis Merzlikens, you know, try and catch lightning in a bottle there, if they can get him for less. Uh, this week ahead, they got the game right now versus Nashville in Nashville. Back home on Thursday versus LA. LA. And then 
Saturday Stadium Series game versus the Philadelphia Criers. I I I, like I I I I don't understand. <laughs> I, I really right. Don't. It's 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 mind boggling. Nobody understands. You're, you're gonna you're gonna get Merzlikens instead of Markstrom. Tom Fitzgerald is the only one that understands what what's going on. You're right. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe he's not allowed to spend the full cap. I I, I don't know. No, they're cl- they're close enough as it is. I don't. I, I, I get. I'm just trying. I'm I'm pulling at straws here. The owner I don't just get bought it. the fucking Washington Commanders. He's got the money. We we've all we all saw Markstrom play this this week. Yeah. Holy fuck! Thank God he's not going to the Devils. Thank God. Great job, Tom Fitzgerald. You're my well, GM of the year. It's not. It's not done until it's done. Oh, I can't wait till Merz League is the Devil. And we're having the same conversation. Oh, now, let's turn to your first place, New York Rangers. Okay, terrific. Uh, it was a 3-0 and week for your heroes. I suck. Uh, starting out last Wednesday against the Tampa Bay. <laughs> Nick's face was uh, worth the price of admission. We really should be able to beat uh, him. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Quick played a, a really good game against the Lightning and a lot of depth scoring in that game with VZ and Brodzinski getting getting goals in that game. But, you know, the incident with Sergachev, um pissed off a lot of Tampa Bay players. Um, but listen, that, that's that's kind of a freak thing to me uh, when Lafreniere was bracing himself or becoming the hitter instead of the hit E and and putting Sergachev down and he just fell awkward. Um, so... I don't really know what to say there um, to the, all you Tampa fans, but uh, I, don't, what are you gonna do? I don't think you got to uh, worry about that. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? Well, I, no, I, I really don't care. Uh, I'll wear my Lafreniere shirt out in public right down the streets of Tampa. They're not. Um, but right, no, they're definitely not. 3 1 win for the Rangers over the Lightning. And then they go out to Chicago where they have to play the. Uh, the hapless Chicago Blackhawks, and they just let the Blackhawks seat back in this game. Rangers are up 3-1, playing a pretty decent game. And then the third period, the Blackhawks come and tie the game at three on on goals that were not necessarily Igor's fault. Um, there was a defensive breakdowns and a seeing-eye shot that got past him. Um, and look, at, for as much shit, as I gave Igor last week, is probably as much praise as I'm going to give him this week. He played a pretty decent game in Chicago of coming back, and that first game back, I'm sure there was a little bit of nerves. And I thought it was a good spot for Laviolette to get him back in there against the Blackhawks to get his feet at least wet. Uh, Zibanejad does score the overtime winner in that game, and that becomes the franchise leader in overtime goals. And then they played the Calgary Flames last night, and this one was just a defensive battle. There was hitting, there was good, good, solid goaltending play, and almost a goalie goal in the game. Um, I would rather not Igor take the chance when it's still one nothing and and you give an icing, but it was definitely a, a chance worth taking, nonetheless. Will Cooley gets the uh, the the goal to make it one nothing, and Jimmy Vesey gets the empty net goal. Uh, to give the Rangers a 2 nothing win over the Calgary Flames and gives Igor his first shutout of the season. And he was solid in this game. 
Uh, he needs to build off of this and whether he plays Thursday night, um, but he'll definitely be in there on Sunday against the Islanders again. And I don't know how much we talked about this, Nick, actually on the podcast, but this is the first Ranger Islander game since December of 2022. How well, we t- the yep. fuck? It, it's it's mind boggling. No Ranger Islander game in the calendar year 2023. Unbelievable. Nope. We talked um, about it last week and it's just crazy. It's unbelievable. But the Rangers power play. Um, Laviolette had definitely had changed up some lines and the Rangers started with those against Calgary in the first and second period. And I, you know, I thought the Rangers power play couldn't get any worse until I saw those lines, not just the lines. It's the way that they attacked and the way they tried to set up. They were just completely out of sync by the third period. The lines were back to where they were. Um, and they, they, they looked better, but be, did they look better on the power play because the other lines look like absolute garbage or was there just a little bit of urgency going for the Rangers? I'm, I'm thinking it was the, uh, it was the other lines look like absolute dog shit, but something's got to be done. Um, listen, you're O for 2024 on the power play. So something's going to have to give when it comes to the, to the talent that's on that power play. Um, Eventually, they will snap out of whatever funk they're in on the power play, and then they'll just be power plays galore, hopefully in the second half of the year. Uh, interesting note, uh, after last night's game, the Rangers have five games remaining this season outside against teams outside of the Eastern Conference. Um, thought that was very interesting. They got Thursday night at home oh, against Montreal. Interesting to me. Uh, me. Uh, Thursday night uh home against the Montreal Canadiens and then Sunday afternoon stadium series against the Islanders uh, before playing another home game as we record next Tuesday night against the Dallas stars. Well, that's one of the Western conference teams. There you go. Well, then there's only four one, one of the five, one of the five. Wow. That's one very five. interesting. I know. I thought so. And now it's time for an interesting episode of Trivia with Bill. Wow. Now, this is the wrong bell. This is, I love this question. This is like the questions to me. All right. So, <laughs> what curse was blamed for the New York Rangers Stanley Cup tra- championship drought from 1940 through 1994? Uh, the curse was fuck. Oh, I, we were looking for a swear word curse. It's like a curse, no, like it, a, uh, it was the, the curse of the Bambino. <clears throat> no, uh, whoa, cocksucker. Was it the curse oh, of the, the seven dirty words? We're not allowed to say these things on the air. Jesus <clears throat> Christ, super. Sorry, was it the curse of sucking? <laughs> probably more well, accurate. They, wait, but, I, I need to, but, I need to uh, ask no, you a question. Not... Are, are they looking – did this, this have a name? Are they looking yeah, for a name, a name for the curse? It yeah. had a name? I had yeah. no idea it had a name. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't either. I, I didn't remember this. This is – they're grasping at straws on this one, really. Was it the yeah. curse of Molly Ringwald? No. Why would she curse the Rangers? Why would you want to do that? Is it the well, curse they, of Molly so... Ringworm? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Can I give you a molly? It's going to help my cough. It, it might, actually. You won't know anything that happened to you after that. <sighs> Drugs are bad. Bad. I don't even know why to call them roofies. They should call them floories. Because you're more one. likely to wind up on the floor. It's not like one of those southern, like, you might be a redneck people that made that joke or something. No, that was from Hangover. Uh, well, I know, but you you definitely, well, I know you 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 sound like somebody who we need to invite back on the show. I don't do. Yeah, I miss Randy. No, no, no. Maybe we will get Randy on on the show nope, very nope, very nope, soon. Nope. So let's the very, curse very soon. of uh, you know I want I I want nope. to see his reaction to this. Actually, we love to hear Randy's reaction. To yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Wait, they they burned. The Wait, so. Wait, Steve is right. Is it wasn't the curse of MSG? No. Well, they burned mortgage papers from the garden in the cup, and that was the fucking curse. Yeah, and somehow it had a name. Yeah. The curse of the notary public. <laughs> no. I feel like that's important. I, I'm when sure you're, it would have had to get notarized. Real yes. Stuff. Uh, the so curse no. of Lester Patrick. No, why would he curse them? Um, I know because he was wasn't he GM at the time? Do we want to do uh, multiple choices? But the, but whatever the correct it's, answer is, it's wrong because Steve was already correct. I feel like anyway, I should be some, sure. I mean, somebody said Babe Ruth, but maybe no, no, Nanette. Should we say that? Is it to just get that completely separate there? sport curse? Okay. All right. So multiple choice. Since Nick doesn't want to play along at all. Uh, let's just go to the multiple choice. Why, I can give answers. Why, why did Nick, why did I go after Nick? Um, it's the the curse of Cody Rhodes. A, how's that? A All you wrestling fans. Simpsons I curse. Like it. Ooh, which Bart. I really feel like Nicole Brown was, was OJ. The, Wait, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was OJ. Um, the curse of the OJ. That, that's the, that's the Nick's curse, actually. The curse of OJ. Oh. Couldn't even get full and, media attention that night. And B, Chapman's curse. C, Gorman's curse. Or D, oh. Dutton's curse. Uh, let's see. It's curse. No, yeah, it's not. That was that was the guy. That was the guy. It wasn't Gorman, no. no. Was it Sutton? Oh, Sutton was not a choice. Uh, I had oh, one that rhymed with that. What was Dutton? that one? Uh, was it Dutton? Dutton? Dutton, 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 it was Dutton. Nick got it. Yeah, I'm listening. Tied into the whole burning the mortgage in the cup thing, but it, it's all convoluted and stupid. And I don't ever remember talking about Dutton's curse when uh, I don't even remember, I don't even know that I the Rangers were in that drought. No, I never never heard that. The only thing I heard was 1940. How many, yeah. how many more fucking questions in this stupid fucking book? Just a few, Good just God. a few. Six, six, maybe. Yeah, about six. All right, now money talks with Nick. Money. 
to gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make a stash. New plug, give a fuck, she and daydream. Think I'll buy me a hockey team. Oh, this game's in overtime. That sucks. I'm going to have to stop paying attention to it. All right. Uh, let's see. So <laughs> I'll pay attention for you, Nick. <laughs> so I did some research today. Uh, I was looking Ooh. at, looking at uh, that makes one of us put together a nice little spreadsheet here. Whoa, so we're getting close. Whoa. We're getting... Spreadsheet? Yeah, you want to see it? Should I join the wow, Zoom? No. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no. Um, well, Billy, that's hey. like porn to Billy, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I was reading some, you know, quick uh, things about the um, about uh, the sorry, the uh, trade rumors coming up, trade deadline, who's going to be movers, who's going to be, you know, buying, selling. And there was some talk even that some teams like Philadelphia may actually be selling because they're you know, kind of playing above where they were expected to be. They're kind of in a rebuild. Maybe they even in the position they're in, maybe they'll sell. Um, and so I decided to look at kind of like a, a few things. One, you know, obviously standings where everybody is, uh, their normal, you know, how they're where everything we see normally. But then I added that into that mix of the data was basically, um, how, how many first, second, third round picks they have in the next three years, their kind of rankings or average rankings of their prospect pools and current cap space and average, you know, some of their average age of teams to kind of give like a, a look and like seeing what kind of like who are you fucking billy bean what the fuck how did you have time to do all this i did this like a like a half hour this is what i do this is just my my computer program does all this for me (laughs) i don't know i don't i don't do that i did all myself you're a nick nick you're you're a fucking nerd you know this motherfucker's probably got tables going on you're you're a fucking you're a fucking nerd you want to see my pivot table look no whoa pal whoa keep that in your pants pal look look right there oh i love that this this is the setup right here boys (laughs) oh yeah yeah. oh yeah my highlighting nick did you highlight on the screen like did you use a highlighter (laughs) yes an actual (laughs) highlighter you dummy I get back to this thing now. There we go. Sorry. Okay. Now you're good. Anyway, um, that's just so, go down on him. That kid is back on the escalator again. <laughs> I like so that better when Nick was telling us how to work Zoom. <laughs> so it's interesting. The things that I wanted to you know, talk through. <clears throat> So at the top of the, of the list, I kind of sorted this by like a quick formula I put together just for like looking at their prospects and picks and everything, kind of like given like an idea of like, all right, Arizona is at the top of the list. They have uh, about like an average around seven on prospect pool, you know, in, in, out of 32. And then they have three first rounders, which is normal. But here's the crazy shit. They have 10 second rounders in the next three years and seven third round picks in the next three years. And that's a lot of draft capital. Like you, I mean, we know, and they had like a bunch last year, I'm sure I, I can't remember the number, but they're just stockpiling all these picks up. And so they, along with their already, you know, pretty strong prospect pool they have, it's a 
it's there are definitely sellers on the on the one end of the of the of the, of the side of this, this fence, right? So like obviously you got Arizona, Chicago, Montreal, San Jose, those teams that are basically bound feeders. They're the ones that have the most you know top the they're all in the top ten of prospect pools. Have the most picks, obvious ones. What's interesting is something like Nashville. Nashville, they're about fifth in the in the my little rankings here, and they have the tenth ranked prospect pool. Four first rounders, five seconds, and four thirds in the next three years. So that's significant amount of draft capital that that Barry Trotz has got uh, uh, going for him. Um, obviously, a very good prospect pool still, top third of the league. They have twenty three million in current cap space, and they're still they're pretty much like right there in the the race. They're not two points out of it. Two points. Two points. So where does a team like Nashville fit in this? Do they, you know, I mean, this is a strange one. They could continue to like get rid of guys, but like it's not really. I mean, they already have a shit ton of picks. So do you go? What do we do with this cap space? That's a lot of cap space you have to do it. That they're one of the top four. There's only four teams that have anywhere in the twenties in terms of uh, cap space right now. So it's a it's a pretty interesting look to see what's Nashville going to do. Um, my feeling is they'll probably stay put, maybe in unless they're going to have someone in the you know in the UFAs. I didn't really look at their UFAs and have time to do to that part of it, but you know that's a really interesting pers- uh, spot they're in. On the other end, you got Ottawa Senators. Ottawa, as we know, has uh, you know haven't been the best team franchise in the last few years. They are uh, not only do they have under a million dollars in cap space. Uh, they also have the 32nd, 31st, pen who you talk to in terms of prospect pool with the Isles. So they're pretty much dead last in the NHL prospect pool. They have a few picks. Like they only third, three first, two seconds, two, two thirds. So it's under the average of what you'd want. And they're basically bottom feeders. So how is like they're going to definitely give you sellers, you imagine. But if you're already one of the youngest teams in the league at 26.2 average of their age of their team. And you don't have a lot of picks to throw around. I mean, I don't know, man, they're going to have to sell pretty hard to really scale back up to get into that, that range. You see, you figure they're probably the team that's going to, going to be the ones that are going to sell. But then you got Pittsburgh, another team that's really interesting. Billy's talked about them quite a bit. They've got one of the (laughs) you know, one of the worst prosper pools, just like the Isles. Um, only a couple, uh, two second, two first, two seconds, and three thirds. Their average age is thirty point three. I think they're the oldest in the league. Um, and are they gonna buy? I mean, they're a team that's pretty much on the cusp or right in the that area where they're probably not comfortable trading anything else. But they're a full a roster full of crazy, you know, all these older guys that want to win now. So I mean, it's really interesting to see where they're gonna go with this, but. Uh, the big teams that, but like I said, are, are, uh, I think that are going to be really interesting to watch. Nashville, um, I didn't mention that now, but Minnesota, St. Louis, and Philly. Those are the teams that have the highest amount of kind of draft capital and prospects. Um, but they are also kind of um, in-betweens. We don't know where they're going to go, if they're going to go and push all in. Um, Minnesota is kind of like just over 500, and they probably are, are maybe farther out, but you never know with these type of teams. 
they could just make a make a run for it. Um, and especially someone like Minnesota, where they have like they're like the fifth best prospect pool. Um, really interesting to watch what they do. Um, and then on the other end, you have the teams like Buffalo Sabers, who are still have a very high prospect pool. Still, everybody looks at them. $23 million in current cap space, but they've been underachieving, underachieving, underachieving. So maybe we look at that team and we say, maybe they're not underachieving. Maybe they're just too young and they're not experienced enough. Um, still one of the youngest teams in the league. They haven't really hit their stride yet, but maybe that's a team that's finally going to, you know, buy a couple pieces and maybe get there. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. So anyway, the whole point of this whole exercise was like a first kind of like draft and look at this in terms of like, where teams are going to be. And I think next week I'm going to probably build on this and, and look at a little more in depth on a few teams before the draft, the, uh, the, the trade deadline is coming up soon, but um, there could be some moves. I think you're going to see a couple moves this week, potentially some other teams trying to get ahead of um, some of the other um, teams. Maybe Lou likes to go early. If he's going to make a move, I'm pretty fucking sure he's going to trade a first round pick, you know, cause he loves to do that, but, but then he won't we'll be see. invited to the sphere. He, I don't think he, he can stay up late enough to. He won't be invited to the sphere. Uh, the the Nashville is interesting because, especially with their goaltending situation, I mean, they got a goalie that can get a nice return in Soros, and they got Askarov ready to go. I mean, they're not going to miss a beat. So yeah. that's just going to help either deepen their prospect pool or their pick list or get an nhl ready player in return yep and they have a lot of ufas next year um so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them they may just be kind of similarly loading up for more of a move bigger looking for uh, a guy maybe going to ufa like some of the guys we talked about in previous weeks um listen st St. louis's second wild card and la is just got smoked by Buffalo tonight, seven nothing, right? So they're they're gonna they'll probably fall out. Nashville can sneak right in tonight with a win over the Devils. Well, it's um, tied, so that, that might not happen. Well, you're you're right; it may not happen. But I, Nick, your your point on the Buffalo Sabers, I gotta tell you, I wasn't thinking about that all that much. They're a really good, young, talented team. They don't have any veterans. You know, I mean, guys yeah. haven't won there before. And and I get there's something to be said about your young core developing and winning something. No, but you, if you gave have... it a couple of years and, and they're not winning. You you got to change your mentality a little bit and get guys in place who have won. And their oldest guy is what, Kyla Pozo, who's a fucking dinosaur. And then you got Joel Skinner, who really hasn't won anything. And he's a young guy himself. What? So, no, Jeff Skinner, right? Jeff Skinner. Let's say Joel. Let's say Joel Skinner. <laughs> Joel Skinner was an old fucking catcher for the Cleveland Indians. What a what's he even on he my was mind? A baseball player, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a baseball player. Yeah. Um, oh man, Joel Skinner. Good Boy. lord. Oh, you're right, Alex. Talk, but that's three guys. Three. One is way past his prime. Another has got a ridiculous contract, and you know Tucker's a really good player. So I, I think you're right. I think they just need some guys, some veterans in there who have yeah. won before, or at least know how to win. Yeah, because and not just know how to win, but but go get guys that can play. Like you know, they probably would have been great if they went and got Horvat. You know, because he's a guy, he's a, a number one center in his prime. Now you know when you got like, look, I love Kyle, but he's thirty five and he was never a great player unless he was playing with 
um, with uh, Tavares and and uh, sometimes you play with Franzi and and uh, Bailey. But uh, the, that he's he was good. He had a couple of years. Where he was really really strong. But you know we're talking like you know all is he an all star or not an all star? That's not a very good place to be. And yes, he's had a solid career, been very very consistent. But I mean. He never won anything with the Isles, obviously. He's never won anything with Buffalo. He's it's him. You got um Jeff Skinner, who's never won shit. You got Eric Johnson. I mean, he's 35. He's not gonna like wow you anything, you know? He's that's the and so I think they just need to once they've moved uh, obviously um uh the guy out to Vegas. My brain's gonna stop working for a second. Eichel. Um Eichel. You know, Eichel was the guy that they wanted him to be, and they, they had a messy divorce. With, but, man, if they had him right now, maybe he would help with that culture. But I think they really need to figure out uh, a couple guys to bring in that, like, have been – that are in their prime, you know, and they can start showing that winning culture because you're going to be wasting a lot of these guys' uh, young careers here and all their, their cheap, cheap years. I don't know what they're going to do with when those guys all need new contracts and they haven't won shit and don't know how to win. So – It'll be interesting to watch what they do. Hmm. Another good one. Solid. All right, let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. This one is going to. Oh, wait. I just had the article. Where the fuck is it? 2018. 2018. Literally just fucking had it. Ah, here it is. I found it. Uh, please go to July 23rd, 2018. It was a Monday. <clears throat> a Monday. A Monday. Uh, granola bar and Coke Zero can for breakfast. Lunch was uh, a chicken, ham, and Swiss cheese with pickles sandwich, also known as a anyone, 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 Cuban a soup with a Coke Zero twenty ounce dinner was some ribs on the grill. And a Coke Zero can with a baked potato on the side. Tom, why did you pick Monday, July 23rd in the year 2000? How much for one rib? How much for one rib? Um, Obviously, that was the day that a naked man was arrested at Planet Fitness. Um, And he said he thought it was a judgment-free zone. So a, a Massachusetts man apparently learned the hard way that a judgment-free zone, uh, that the judgment-free zone philosophy at Planet Fitness only goes so far. Police say 34-year-old Eric Stagno was walking around naked 
at the Plains Tau Gym before settling in on a on the yoga mats. Officer arrived at Planet Fitness to find him nude on his knees in a yoga type position. Uh, the Haver mm. the Haverhill man was arrested without incident and charged with indecent exposure uh, and lewd and disorderly conduct. The only statement that was made uh, was that he thought it was a judgment-free zone, uh, apparently referencing the chain's slogan. Uh, gym goers who saw Stagno naked, uh, who saw Stagno's naked exercise, reportedly felt disgusted, sick, and unsafe. Uh, Stagno was released at a thousand dollar bail and is due in the circuit court on September twenty first. And that's what happened July twenty third. 2018. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with this shit? It's so disgusting. You know, this is... This is wrong on all accounts. And this guy is not the most attractive human on Earth. But, but if this was like a, if this was a hot chick doing naked yoga on a mat, there would no be police calling. There would no be thousand dollar fine or being arrested. Well, there would just be lots of cell phone videos. Uh, <laughs> other women in the gym would call the police. Yeah, I think they're still why because they're jealous. Yeah, uh, this sure. is uh, yeah, for this sure. This is that is Mr. Stagno. Oh my god! Oh, by the way, I think it's, he's in one of Billy's oh bands. Ooh. <laughs> Like drummer, he looks, he looks like Jesus. He's in Mister Big. He, he does look like Jesus slightly. Oh, he does look like feet. Jesus. Yeah, he's got he's got all those commercials going on in the Super. I made necessary. I made these chopped. Oh my god! Sliders. Mm. Like they were fucking delicious. It's just it was the simplest thing in the world. Fucking little eighty twenty. Like, Brown it all, guy, all up. Guy acts like nobody's ever fucking well, made onions. cheeseburgers before. Yeah. That was an 80 percent fat. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's acting like uh, he he cracked the fucking code that greasy cheeseburgers no. are delicious. They're they're it was fucking amazing. It was so good. Nobody Start, ever brings up their their snacks and goes, yeah, it really didn't work out well. This was disgusting. Uh, I've been there quite a few times. But yeah, but you you got to try. You, you got to try. I know you've been there, but like you don't bring them up. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, these hey, things. Listen, yeah, they suck. The, the next time I dump out pasta water, I will make sure that I bring it up <laughs> on this program. They <laughs> mm, were talking about hamburgers. I don't want a hamburger. Oh, they were great. The little fucking cheeseburger. Oh, fucking delicious. Fucking sliders. I have two left. I'm going to go fucking eat one right now. God damn. <laughs> well, did he come or what? Oh, the guy. The no. Yeah, he probably did. The, the guy didn't. Every, all the onlookers came. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really understand feeling unsafe. Like, like I could see the disgusted part, but like, why would you feel unsafe if somebody was naked in the gym? Like, I feel less threatened by a naked guy in the gym than yeah. than the guy who's clothed. Like if he's gonna start shit with me, uh, it's easy to go after sensitive shit than if he's undressed than if he's dressed. Well, yeah. 
Wait, you wouldn't go after it if he was dressed? You'd only go after it if he was undressed? He's like those fucking he's, Bud Light commercials. He's though. more exposed. Literally. You know he's not concealing a weapon. True. There you go. Now, I'm with Tom. If it was a if it was a pretty woman, you know, odds are there would have been more leniency. A lot more. Because I was kind of hoping you'd bring up the caps and the whole money talks tonight and what there's what is their situation. I'm I'm very curious to them because they're definitely gonna be sellers. I don't I don't know what they could sell, but they're gonna definitely be sellers. We'll take I had them in the I had them in the <laughs> kind of just unknown because they're yeah. really they have capital, yeah, draft capital that they're like right in the middle of everything. They have like a little bit above average in terms of picks, they have an extra second, extra third. Um, but they have all their firsts and everything. Their prospect pool is like they're f- right in the middle. Um, but the problem they're is fifty. They're fifty-two games played and at fifty-four points. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I ju- I just don't see it for them this year. They're they're one of the oldest teams in the league. Twenty-nine point two average. I think that's second if I sort on that. But um, yeah, it's uh, let's see, sort by age. Yeah, they're third oldest. Pittsburgh, Edmonton, and Washington in that order. But they also have a lot of cap space. Um, I think that's because of LTIR. I look at the data there. Yeah, with Backstrom. Yeah, Backstrom is definitely uh, yeah. Yeah, cause of that. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, they got LTIR. They got a couple injuries. But yeah, his his is pretty bad. Um, But I mean, I don't know. They're really hard to say, understand, because like they're – you know, Ovi usually comes on the second half. He's usually a bit slow if he's, you know, he's starting to score goals again. But I don't know. That team's an old team. I don't. I don't think they have the width, the, the legs to really make a push. But what do you do? I mean, realistically, you should probably start to dismantle that team and try to get some guys around, some pieces for Ovi, younger pieces to get him to six, you know, another sixty goals he needs. I think. Well, no, do you say that years. about you say that about the Penguins though too? I mean, Bill, I know I've been harping on this for the past two years, but when when does the dismantling of the Penguins' core actually happen? Is Dubas the guy to do it? I I think it should be now. I mean, I think now it's like his last season; they were right out there on the cusp of the playoffs, and you know yeah. they they we remember they missed by a point. They're not going to miss by a point this season. They're they're well out of it, and it, and now is the time to I have those tough conversations with these players. Like, Hey, you're not, the championship's not coming. This is the reality. Uh, if you don't want to be in for the, for the rebuild, you know, uh, then, then this is, this is the road we're going down. So, so uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely time. I, Gensel is yeah. obviously a, a, an, e, an easy one with the expiring mm-hmm. contract to talk about trading, but you also got to start talking to those core guys too, to see if, if anybody's willing to move. And you're if talking they, about and if restocking your cupboards quick. Gonna yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna restock your cupboards real quick. Crosby yep. might not be one that's interested in going. I I don't I I couldn't really <laughs> say for him, but like, what about Malkin, Latang, Carlson? You know, have the conversation with these guys. You guys want to win again, or do you want to go down with this ship? You know. But obviously, you'd yeah. get probably the most for for Crosby. You'd get a, yeah. even at 
you know, however old he is, he's still going to get a fucking haul for him at his age. And as a fan, I'd well, like to see him go try to try to win somewhere else. I I, I, would, I would agree. Like he, wants, uh, he, he wants him I to go to Boston. He, That's where he, he wants to be. But if he gets traded, he's he was he was drafted to save Pittsburgh, quote unquote, and he could be traded to save Pittsburgh just as much, especially at the tail end of his career. So if he wants to save the franchise, get traded. And you know he's got get the what, fucking another, young assets. Another year on the uh, on his contract, he can go somewhere, make a push this year, next year, whatever. He could always come back. He would always be, you know, welcome back to to, to resign yeah. when he's a free agent. You know, of course, of course, it makes the most sense to to trade him. It'd be a huge shocker if he, if he got traded this year because he's got one more year and it makes a lot of sense to like send him off the year, you know, expiring year deal. But yeah, but you just somewhere. gave Malkin a five year contract, dude, and Latang a six year contract. I mean, those guys yeah. are on the tail end of their careers. I, I, I don't know. The, the Latang one's baffling to me, but you know, Carlson's going to be making ten million for three more years. Uh, no, and, and look, you you can't you can't blame Dubas for for trying and bringing Carlson in here and having just a lethal power play. And look, it it, it didn't work. It didn't transpire. Right? He yeah. doesn't mean he's not having a bad bad season because he's not having a bad season. But it just didn't work the way you wanted it to work out, and he wasn't that piece that. Pushed you over the top, just like you thought Graves was going to be. That you thought that defensive oh. core was going to be a little bit more. But well, it's just when does does Dubas go? All right, guys, we tried it, and now the real agenda comes out, which is we're going to trade guys now. Wait, you mean back. he's going to write but... a letter to the fans and say, "Okay, no, 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 listen, he's... we're going <laughs> to rebuild." <laughs> he's going to tell us what players, kind of idiotic cause... franchise does that. Because I mean, you know, like, listen, we 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 trade for Eric Carlson, but now we're gonna trade him out, uh, and have to retain cap space. You know, have to retain some of his cap hit, because you know, realistically, they have they have to rebuild, uh, pretty pretty heavily, in my opinion. There's too many too many guys on this deal. This 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 uh, they're over thirty, making way too much money. You have to start basically really rebuild, breaking it down, and they could be terrible for a few years and get right back to it you know or even maybe like one or two years if they get enough guys for crosby and the right pieces you know maybe malkin gets some like first or something i don't know what he'll get eventually because he's every year he, he hold on to him he's gonna be worth less but yeah it's that's my feeling is that they're gonna they're gonna have to start doing this like right away i mean the problem i think they have is with that is that they have two games three three games in hand on on washington they're only a game back behind them i mean yeah. they're not that far back they're definitely you know if you look at the percentage of points or they're definitely fur enough back they're 541 right now detroit and tampa are like the 575 588 percentage so it's like in terms of points it's you know there's seven seven points back from the detroit but they have games in hand so it's not that much further back it's just that's the like the appeal i think that they the team's gonna look at and say we're right in it so do you like press on the gas or finally go off the fucking bus, you know. I think it's time they got to tell them, but uh, it's it's tough. I don't know. There's too many teams that are like right there, and they're all gonna have to start making decisions really soon. So they could get some electric players for for the players that they want to send out who are young and hungry and have a win and all that shit. You know, they they those those guys that we're talking about that core. 
that's a but ton like, of capital for the for the Penguins to get back. A ton. Yeah. What if what if the team one of the teams we're talking about? What if, if you know what Nashville goes? Hey, we're gonna throw you guys two firsts and seconds for picks. Yeah, I mean, they, they go. Yeah, we'll do it. I mean, that's a that's the be the biggest piece you could possibly pick up would be a Crosby. I don't think there's oh, anybody no, else. No question. Is, I'm that, not sure if that, that's what that's you need a guy. To do it, but that's a guy you trade a Perot for, of course. Yeah. I, I I don't necessarily think you trade him for a Gensel, because he's going to be a rental. You you want a guy back who is going to be here for at least multiple years. And Crosby fits that bill. Yep. What, yeah. th- what are you thinking, Bill? Oh God. You 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 want Perot for Crosby? I'm not ready not to pull straight, the trigger. Not straight, not straight up, but uh, yeah. Not I'll, straight I'll, up. I'll talk. I'll talk to the Rangers. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. Fitzgerald would take him, but he'd want the Penguins to pay his entire salary. <laughs> They'd want him to pay 87% of the salary. That's what they want to retain. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so you got to get creative sometimes. You got to get creative. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twix at friends underscore rivals at. Um, yeah. Go on, uh, yeah, Just that Billy, talk. say something, Woody. Well, in the spirit of what we learned from this, remember that Jesus loves your feet, and so does Tom. Yes, he, yes, he does. Yes, I do. All my friends and rivals, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck off. <laughs>